Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Yeah. And we're back. Take two. Take dose. David had a power surge in his garage. <laughs> so we're trying this again. We're recording in David's garage right now. And uh, everything's running on n- not one, just yeah, yeah, not just one circuit. Everything's running on one outlet. One outlet. <laughs> so like you know, if you've been through a building project or anything, you know you start doing stuff to save money. You start running out of money, so you start cutting corners. <laughs> well, they do the same thing when they build houses, too. Someone thought it would be a good idea to only stick one outlet in the garage. <laughs> and as a result, David has... I mean, what you got a lot of stuff. You got a freezer. You got a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. You have not one, not two, but three computers, a soundboard, mm-hmm. monitors. You got wireless routers uh you got a sound system all on one outlet um lamps uh a, a little space heater i think it was a space heater space that heater did, did it. it yeah yeah because it's kind of cold in here so we were trying to stay warm uh via the space heater and i think it just couldn't handle it yeah it's it's a balmy 62 degrees in here which is i think two degrees warmer, warmer than, than, the than last, last episode yeah see we're doing better so the space heater was doing its job but it was also is also tripping your circuit. <laughs> so so we're going to be on a steady decline as far as temperature goes. But hey, at least it's not windy. No. And um like you know, we live out here in East East Clark County. Mm-hmm. Close to the gorge. Mm-hmm. It's windy a lot out here. Oh yeah. It's supposed to get windy again this week. Ugh. And uh when it's windy, it's cold out here. So 62 is a lot better. I've been out I've been out here trying to do some recording stuff and it's been like 40 something degrees that's fun so that's it keeps a little you chilly. alert yeah, yeah and alive but uh we were we started off last episode by doing a little subliminal uh, advertising and oh that's right yeah uh, and i was going to talk about my so experience you talk okay. and, I'm, and i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little subliminal stuff so when when i was in junior high uh i remember seeing this like focus on the family video or something and it was talking about subliminal messaging because i think at that time, like in the you know in the early '90s, uh, subliminal messages was like all the rage. You know, people were putting you know this kind of uh, what what they call like back 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 talking or backgammon or something like that. Where backgammon? Isn't that a game? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, where where people would record like uh, things in reverse and then put them on on their albums. You know, like I, I don't know. There's some bands that did it. You know. Um, well, they did it like back in the sixties and seventies. Sure, too. Led Zeppelin, yeah. right? I mean, they they had that kind of stuff. The thing I don't understand is like, like, do they think like you dream backwards or something? <laughs> I, I don't know. Because well, and, and and that that's what I was gonna say. So this guy was on there, you know. He he was like a um, you know um, some 
some some dude you know uh some family specialist and he was like doing a conference and 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 that was the point he was making he's like you know i know there's a lot of talk about all this backward speech you know and 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 people are listening to it you know what's that and and they're like oh what you know like what what does it say backwards and you know people are trying to listen to what it says backwards you know like like it says it says some you know something like uh uh you know don't uh, don't don't listen to your parents, you know, backwards, um, you know. And he's like, but then you know, listen to what what does it say forwards? Oh, you know, kill kill your family, kill your dog, <laughs> kill your brother. But but do you hear what it says backwards? It says don't listen. So it, anyway, just it's like it's like uh, in the Christmas story when he's like you know sending off the things to get the prize, the decoder ring, the decoder ring. Yeah, it's yeah. like drink more Ovaltine. <laughs> I, I know yeah. the whole thing is yeah. an advertisement. <laughs> he finally gets the decoder ring. He's locked himself in the bathroom, his one place of of solace and sanctuary. He figures out the code: drink more Ovaltine. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's, that's like what like ninety percent of all people that have spoken backwards have been talking about is like buy more records, <laughs> right. listen to more Ozzy or whoever it yeah, is. Yeah, love it. I love the backwards speech. I do it. I do it daily. Really? Actually, interesting. Uh, Lost. Um, uh, I don't know how many out there are a fan of the the TV show Lost, which now is no longer in production because they it's ended. Been their, lost. It's been lost. I, I'm I'm a big fan of Lost. I love the mystery, the 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 intrigue, the you know all the weird puzzles, the time traveling, whatever. But um, there's a Which, lot. Which by of, the way, that's a good TED conference to go check out. TED. TED? I, don't, I don't know what it stands for, but mm. it's like some big conference that people talk about all the time. You can go watch the uh, conference online. Oh. And J.J. Abrams yeah. talks about mystery boxes and Lost. <laughs> And like how he uses mystery boxes. It's a really cool thing. It's ah, a good idea. She goes, yeah. It's worth checking out. Right on. He, he doesn't use the cleanest speech mm, the whole time. Okay. So there, there are a couple of bombs in there. But warning. For the most part, it's good. Got it. Anyway, Lost, um, uh, they, they did a lot of that in some of the earlier seasons, like uh, seasons um, one and two and parts of three. Uh, where you know where Walt would like appear on the island and he would start he would talk backwards and and there's like this website that actually has you know recorded the audio and like played it backwards you know and 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 done it the right ways and you know like they'll say something you know don't push the button you know little things like that hmm. but anyway just just fascinating I, I don't know what the obsession with backwards speech is because yeah honestly who who hears or dreams backwards yeah. I'm not sure if that actually. I think it's pretty much just a waste of time. Yeah, probably. And effort and recording money. Probably. Yeah. But hey, we're talking about it, so we are. It But I would prefer to speak subliminally when people can understand. Like <laughs> like they would they would rewind it to hear what I said. Yeah. Not as opposed to like hear me speaking backwards and then have to go figure out how to play the podcast backwards. You know, mm. that's how many people are gonna take that extra step? Just, if they just have yeah. to turn it up that works yeah yeah probably yeah i i don't think too many people are going to be playing our podcast backwards so although you never know you never know you never know what might happen and who knows maybe we like say something we didn't mean to say could be maybe that's fun um what was i gonna say i don't know Oh yeah, we were talking. You didn't say it backwards, so I can't figure it out. <laughs> so you weren't listening. We were talking during lunch 
uh, David's wife Becky made a, a wonderful lunch for for us. Uh, a four cheese pasta dish with uh, mozzarella and parmesan and uh, my wife is uh, cottage cheese and well, she's always been a great cook, but lately she's been doing this um, blog www.chasingsupermom.com. So chasing it. Yeah, if you are if you are a female or if you like to cook or you're a parent, it's worth checking out. So yeah, check it go out. Check it out. Chasingsupermom.com. But yeah, I think that's. I don't know if that's one of the recipes she got off of there or one that she shared on there. I don't know. It but was good. It was good. it was cheesy. If you're into the cheese, uh, I mean the cheese was just it was dripping off of my my chin. You know, it was yeah, it was yeah. a lot of cheese. It was great. It was and good. anyway, sorry, but the point I was making was during lunch. Um, we were talking about the the ill fate of of my beloved Oregon Ducks, um, who did not win the no. national championship. Whereas right. Ohio State absolutely uh, dominated. Um, well, we dominated, and then we tried hard to lose the game from like halfway through the third <laughs> quarter till the end. But you held on. Yeah. Well, apparently, and they were they were talking about this, but apparently, like all of our defense was getting hurt. I guess by the end of the game, we had like third and fourth string guys <laughs> really? playing defense. Like the guy that got caught the game winning interception was a third string guy. Wow. Biggest day of his life. Yeah. <laughs> so Man, oh man. I mean, he here he is not thinking he's actually going to set foot on the field and then yeah. he makes the game winning interception. Yeah. So good for him. So we tried hard to lose it, but somehow we hung on and, good and for pulled you. through. Yeah. The Ducks, not so much. Um, you know, they had a nice little comeback and didn't really work out. So came uh, close, came close. I, I'm, I'm moving on. I'll tell you what else though. Um, the Seattle Seahawks, another team that I'm a big fan of, made it to the playoffs, uh, then lost. But, you know, a lot of people were really upset that the Seahawks made it to the playoffs because they were 7-9. and nine. I'm one of those people. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Listen, man, I understand they were like a sub-500 team, and people are freaking out. You know, people are like, what? You know, how is it fair that the Seahawks, who are 7-9, and nine, make it to the playoffs, and then you got teams like... Um, like what, what was one of the teams? The Chiefs. Uh, there's some other teams that were, you know, like like nine and nine and seven. Uh, yeah, nine and seven or, or ten and five mm-hmm. that didn't make it to the playoffs because yeah. they couldn't get past the wild card round because there was teams with better records. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Here's what I say. All right, like the rules of the NFL. I mean, whatever, however you feel. It's the same with the BCS. I mean, however you feel about the system, that's the way the system is. And we set out to accomplish what we what we meant to accomplish to win our division. And we did. Come on, right? Well, you won the div- I don't know if... The, I, I think every team sets out to get to the Super Bowl, right? Not just win their division. <laughs> like, So I don't know if you accomplished that. But, um, <laughs> but like... <laughs> but well, you have to admit, okay, so... So you were seven and nine. You yep. won one playoff game, which yep. made you eight and nine. Yep. So you're still below five hundred. Yes. And and you had a chance to get to five hundred, you know, playing the Bears. Right, which we lost. So, but say you win the against the Bears, then you have home field advantage against the Packers. So yeah. you're playing at home, yeah. and you have a 500 season, and they're like 13 and three or something. You know, 13 and or like right. 14 no, and I, I, I three. agree. I agree. That's it's a, a little flawed, I agree. It's a flawed system because the Packers, who were number six, you know, who were the lowest wild card ranking, uh, they they have a better record, right? They have a better record. Um, 
Uh, and and but to say that that said, you know, I think that if that would have been the case, the Packers would have much rather been playing in Seattle this last weekend than in Green Bay because in Seattle it was like forty eight degrees and, and in Green Wisconsin Bay was like it was freezing. like four. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Lambeau Field, not not a friendly place to no. play, especially in January. But they like it for some weird reason. It gives Whatever. them some advantage or something. I don't Whatever. know. Whatever. Probably because all the other teams don't know how to stack up. No, but you know, here it is. So we're gonna have to pause for a second while I go turn the heat off because that's all people are gonna hear through your microphone. So oh, we will cool. be right back. All right, we're back. We're back. Yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, all I was saying, uh so yeah, Seattle Seahawks seven and nine. No one thought they deserved to be in the playoffs. But you know what? They beat New Orleans, all right? They beat the reigning Super Bowl champions, okay? They did, but New Orleans also didn't have any running backs. Yeah. So, yeah, say what, say what you will. I'm just, you know what? Seattle won. Uh, give, give them some credit. You got to give them some credit. They, yeah, but, they, like, but like, you know, but what happens if a 10-5 and five team is in that game and beats New Orleans, and then they have a shot to beat the Bears and probably a legit shot to beat the Bears? Because... Seattle kind of got their helmets handed to them in that game against right. the Bears. So, like, if it was another team, then it could have been Packers versus this other team that beats the Bears mm-hmm. instead of Packers against the Bears because the Bears clobbered the Seahawks. So, it's 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 not your fault. I mean, you were in the right place at the right time, but it's still a messed up system. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's that messed up of a system. I mean. It worked to our advantage. It worked to your advantage, but it, it's messed up in general. I mean, if you so let's say the roles reverse now, you know. Sure. So next year you're you're ten and six or eleven and five, and NFC South has uh, you know a really bad season, and their mm-hmm. best team is seven and nine, and they get to go, but you don't. It's true. Yeah, you you feel you feel yeah. on you know you feel cheated. You feel like yeah. it's unfair. I mean, I can see that happening, right? You know the. Yeah. The, the Rams win our division, but we're still, you know, ten we're still ten and five or something. Mm-hmm. And uh but there's all these other teams, you know, uh there there's these other teams that win because of their conference or whatever, but you know, yeah, it, it's 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 um I was happy to see the Jets lose last night though. Oh really? I'm not a Jets fan. I'm not a Pittsburgh fan. I'm not a Pittsburgh fan, but I can't stand the Jets. Really? Yeah. Why? I can't stand their coach. Oh, I can't stand Ben like, Roethlisberger. Yeah, I don't like him much Ugh. either. But like, but their coach is so arrogant and so like over the top. We're gonna clobber everyone we play. That I just can't hack it. So, and I don't <laughs> like Mark Sanchez. So, uh, but they do have. I do like Ladainian Tomlinson. Yeah, yeah. And um, and they've got a former Buckeye, Santonio Holmes, I think. Wow, there you go. So I like those guys, but in general, I don't like the Jets. So yeah, so, it's, so it's going to be uh, Bears, and it's going to be the uh, no, uh, it's going to be the Packers. Sorry, Packers and the uh, the Steelers. Yeah, uh, which I think is going to be a fun game. Yeah, I think it has a shot at being a game, not just yeah. one team dominating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Um, we're not here to talk all about football, although it's fun and it something fun. I enjoy. Um, but well, it's been fifteen minutes, and we should probably yeah, get we should in. probably get we should probably, <laughs> we should probably get going. Uh, yeah. um, so we're going to talk about a little bit, just kind of scratch the surface of arranging. arranging. And so, um, not sure how you want to do it. Maybe you want to start. Kinda. Yeah, you know, I um, 
I, I think music, you know, music um, in general just has lots of potential. I mean, that, that's that's what music. That's what's great about music. That's why we love music. For those of us who are musicians and and do music full time. You know, we love it because of the, the impact. We love it because of the connection. We love it because of the, you know, potential to move the soul and, and, and captivate, you know, your your uh, your feelings and everything. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of times music uh, can become, I don't know, boring or routine mm-hmm. or whatever. And so, you know, so, something that, that I try to be delivered about is um, – coming up with good arrangements of songs uh arrangements that that will both uh make old songs feel fresh and keep new songs you know uh feeling feeling contemporary and so you know one of uh one of the challenges is how how do you how do you arrange songs how do you make songs um different or fresh or new or how do you keep songs from being just you know the the same the same old you know mezzo forte all the way throughout the entire song uh you know how how do you mm-hmm. give songs uh a progression you know well, i think like that the, the basic of it is what is what you just touched on is dynamics yeah like, um and like if you boil down arranging that's what it is you know yeah up is, down up down you know adding different instruments to to thicken the sound which is going to make it louder usually you know unless you intentionally add more instruments quietly but mm-hmm. you know for the most part if you if you're adding instruments you're doing it because you want to you want to emphasize that part of the song right yep. so like um which this the new uh what we just listened to our god Chris the Tomlin. cd version i don't i haven't heard the passion version but the cd version it's a good example of that where you know he starts at the very beginning with just with just strings and like a, a synth pad and a little bit of rhythm in there but within like through the whole song really I mean, they're just, they slowly add stuff until you get to the bridge. And if our God is for us, like they yeah. just, they're just wailing on it, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. and that's all arranging. It's not, it's not, you know, they don't, they don't have three instruments playing the whole time and just play louder, which you can do, but like they're adding instruments to thicken it. And and, and, it that, and that's one of the biggest things I learned, um, or I'm learning, I should say, because when I, when I first started, um, leading worship, you know, I, I was in high school and I was leading worship for our, our youth group, you know, and, and it was me and a couple of my buddies who, you know, played drums and guitar. And, you know, I, I mean, we were trying to just, you know, we were trying to just play chords and, you know, get through songs. And, and you know, we, we kind of all, you know, counted off and we're all in. And, and, and that was it. You know, it's like it's like we're all in and then the song's over and, okay, next song. And, and you just play, you know, you play what's written in front of you. And you're like, okay, you know, E, A, B, you know, it's like... We're just trying to get through without messing up, without yeah, missing a chord. Right? Sure, sure. <laughs> and, and, and um, you know, realizing, like you were saying, the, the potential for dynamics. And so a lot of what I do with my arrangement com- completely revolves around layers, you know. And I talk a lot about this with my worship team. You know, we, we talk about like the uh, the, the crockpot method. You know, I, I'll say that I call it the crockpot method, where it's like a slow cooker. 
you know, uh, um, it's a song that just slowly builds, you know, it starts off with just piano, uh, we add a little bass on the chorus, you know, maybe we bring some cymbals in, you know, pretty soon you got the, the guitar uh, just kind of arpeggiating some chords, the, then, you, you know, they're giving a little bit of a rhythm strum, and, and, and before long, you know, you're, you're opening it up until you get to that point where you, you open it up all the way, and then you bring it back down, so you got like that kind of crockpot method, um, and then, then you also have um, the, then you also have the the um, the kind of the the mountain method, if you will. Uh, and I do this a lot, where where you know we we count in, we're big, we're full, uh, and then it drops down like drums and bass, like on the verse, you know. Um, and that's a great technique. I'll tell you what, though, it's hard. I don't know what it is about about musicians but like i think musicians want to play mm -hmm. and they feel they have to play and it's really hard to convince your musicians to, to not, not play yeah. and, and and i mean there's been times you know like i have to point blank call people like like no guitar no no just drums and bass i yeah i mean you you don't <laughs> yeah. play well, you know, like, I mean, think about it, you know, they're volunteering, they're giving up their free time to come play. So yeah. they want to make the most of it. Sure. Right. And so the way they make the most of it in their mind is, well, I play all the time. I play everything on every, th every song. And, and well, while you might be playing and it feels like you're, you're contributing more and what's actually happening is that, you know, you are decreasing <laughs> the power because when you have everything that's everything at 85 decibels the whole time, then there's no impact to it. But yeah. if you can, you know, if you back, if by you and you're playing electric guitar, you back off, then when you come in, everyone's going to notice, oh, it just got louder. What was that? Oh, it's the electric guitar. You it, know, add, like, it adds something. Yeah. And and that's that's the layer thing, um, you know, that I'll talk about with my worship team. You know, when when we when we add something, it, it gives it more of a presence. And you know, trying to trying to explain that can be tricky because a lot of times, if if it's done correctly, you won't even necessarily know what you're hearing. Like you'll you'll just you know you're out there in the congregation and you'll just know that that there's. You'll just know that that it's it's fuller, it's bigger. There's momentum, and you may not necessarily be able to pick out. Oh, that that's the strings right there, or or oh, that that's when the acoustic came in. Because um, hopefully, if it's mixed well, it just it just sounds like it fits. You know, you want it to sound like it fits. And so, talking to my worship team and, and telling them, you know, seriously, don't play right here. Let's just drop it down to drums and bass. And on that pre-chorus, kind of start start to fill in until we we get to the uh, the chorus, and then open it up. Um, and uh, what what helps what's helped me, I should say, you know, is is kind of modeling that. Um, and, and you know, for me, backing off backing off the piano. Uh, last year, I tried I tried to make a goal of playing the piano less, which is hard for me because I, I I'm a piano player. I love playing the piano. Um, you know, I love like filling things in and doing little whatever, but playing the piano less, and I think it's really helped um, reinforce that idea, because because when they see me either actually physically not even at the piano like on stage, or if they see me like sitting at the piano, um, you know, and I'm raising my hands, obviously I can't play when I'm raising my hands. Uh, I think that communicates um, kind of that idea of of all right, this is this is kind of a this is a a, a, a a part of the song where we just want to we want to sit in the pocket you know we want it to groove a little bit just give me some quarter note bass 
Um, yeah, you know, and and so trying to trying to reinforce that with your worship team can be difficult, but I think there's ways to help them understand um, how how it can sound. Well, and playing, you know, playing less, more tightly, sounds better yeah. than playing more uh, haphazardly. So you know, if you if you know, it would be better to have a band that's just um, bass, drums, acoustic, and piano. Totally. And play everything really tight together, you know, and everyone does exactly what you want them to do on the arrangement. Then to have like a, a, an electric guitar, a lead electric, a rhythm electric, a synth player, a piano player, an acoustic, a bass player, an auxiliary percussion player, percussion, a couple of horns and drums, and everybody just go crazy the whole t- the whole time. It's going to be a chaos, you know. So you know, I I remember when it first really hit me the idea of. Um, the idea of layering your arrangements or having things, you know, less is more. That idea really hit me in college when I was playing with Forgiven Much. Uh, I, I played with um, a worship band at Multnomah Bible College, and um, I, I remember we had uh, um, uh, we done like um, uh, a concert somewhere, and uh, actually it was at Crossroads. Yeah, it was at Crossroads where I used to go to church, and. They they recorded it for us. I mean, it wasn't like like a, it wasn't a full on you know like recording. Right. I mean, it, it was it was a little better than a board feed because they mm-hmm. actually mixed it separately. So right. it, it wasn't just a straight up board feed. But the point is, I remember afterwards we were so excited because you know we were kind of uh, we were newer. We had just kind of really started playing together, um, and we'd never really recorded ourselves or heard ourselves. And so after after that worship night, you know, we all. Uh, we all went um, back to Scott's house and we listened to it, you know, and and I think that was the first time that I realized how powerful it can sound when you just do less, because mm-hmm. you know the first three or four songs, you know they're all upbeat. We were all in all the time. There was B three the whole way through, electrics the whole way through, drums are banging, you know, acoustics going, and, and then and then we got to a couple songs where where they were a little bit more mellow, and I remember the song in particular was You Alone. Started off John just playing that little got got got. So he started off just playing guitar, and, and then and then um, I, I added a little bit of B three on the chorus. Then the drums came back in on the turnaround. Uh, bass came with it. Electric was doing this cool little you know. And and I'm like, wow, that sounds like a song. Like that sounds good, you know. And and and. And I remember we all were listening to. We're like, "Whoa!" I, I think that's when we first realized the potential. We're like, "Wow, we could, we could actually, you know, do something with this group if we got tight and worked on arrangements." So that's where it started for me. So we've got we've got dynamics. We've yep. got uh, layers. Layers. Um, we're about out of time. Anything else we want to? Well, I know we're running short on time because of our football talk. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, something we can come back to. We can come back to it. But I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, you know, um, uh, those are the basics, right? Like, like playing things dynamically, where where you're soft, you're loud, you, you grow, you crescendo. Um, you know, um, well, you know, I'd say, you know, like another basic, I would think, you know, if if you're a really busy player and you just have a hard time, like, you know, some of the old school piano players just <laughs> they can't yeah, like, do like less. Dino, right? Dino yeah, all over, like, yeah. They just don't know how, and, and I I'll, I have a hard time doing that too. But like, if that's you and you just can't back off, then then put yourself with a three piece. You know, do you and bass and drums. 
Yeah. You don't need anything else. You know, so so you know, arrange, you know, you know, staff your your teams for what's gonna give the best sound. You know, but if you if you're able to to pull back and and really, you know, you key on a key in on just a specific part and play a part and and you can do it well and you can do it consistently and even when you get excited and in the moment in worship you still do the right thing you don't mm-hmm. go crazy and play you know 1200 notes in a in a four bar you know stretch then 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 you can add things then you you know you you have the ability to add some other things that will really add some flavor yep. but you've got to it's got to be done wisely well and and that's a good point david i i used to be a much busier player like i i used to um you know i used to be kind of just you know lots of octaves uh, I, I love doing octave scales um i love doing stuff up top you know you know um i i was a very busy player and i think the last you know three or four years in particular, I've really simplified the way I play. And which I know sounds kind of counterintuitive. You know, you're like, well, if, if I'm a better, more experienced player, shouldn't I be doing more big flourishes and more big, busy things? Well, I would say sometimes, yes. <laughs> like a solo piece. Or, or a solo piece or even, you know, like, you sure. know, say you're playing with, with a like a, a weak bass player and a weak acoustic guitarist, and then you. Yeah, you got to add some rhythm. You yeah, got to. You can. There's a lot more you can do in that situation yep. than if you have a really good bass player and a really good acoustic guitarist and a really good drummer. Then you really have to back off. Well, and, and what I've found is, you know, for me, it's been really helpful to simplify my playing for that very reason. You know, um, if, if I'm if I'm just playing by myself, uh, yeah, sure. You know, I'm I'm I can I can do the the big flourishes and and everything, but. Uh, I've I found for me simplifying what I play. You know, a lot of times just playing quarter notes like like a like an A second. You know, A two, uh, D two, A. You know, just just really really simple stuff and um, space. I, I think that was the final thing I was going to say. Just with arrangement, you know, giving things space, letting it breathe. You know, um, uh, in, instead of instead of just lots of which, I guess it kind of goes with the I did dynamics, but. Giving things space, letting it breathe, so that you know maybe you play a chord, bum two three, bum bum gum two three, bum bum, you know just just a, a lot a lot more um, space yeah. I, I think can let it breathe. I don't know maybe maybe next time we record we can give some examples of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you got that keyboard there. We can uh, maybe do a little bit of examples of, of how to bring some space, some arrangement. Um, I was also going to talk about chord substitutions because I think that can be a cool thing for um, if you want to kind of do some advanced arrangement. Uh, if you want to get away from just the basics, you know, dynamics, layers, space. If you want to do some advanced stuff, chord arrangements can be cool. Uh, different chord substitutions. Mm-hmm. So maybe we talk about that yeah, next time. We will. All right. Sounds good. Cool. All right. You can find us online www.worshipmysterycatalyst.com. You can get in touch with us on Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. And you can follow us on Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. As always, you can send us an email to David at Worship Ministry Catalyst.com or Kevin at Worship Ministry Catalyst.com. And we'd love to have you also put your information into our directory of worship leaders from around the world. Go to uh, Worship Ministry Catalyst.com, hover over WMC Network, and then click on WMC Network Directory Submission. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd like to have your information in there. We're not gonna we're not gonna sell your information. Not no. gonna do anything with it. We just want it there so that uh, we can we can get in touch with you or other people in your area can get in touch with you and uh, you can support one another in worship ministry. So 
Hey, that's it. That's another episode, episode 84. There it is. In the can. See ya. <laughs>